Okay, and we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today for another exciting episode of The Blind View here on Becca's World. Right now, Tamar is with me. Sailor is going to be joining us later on, I believe. TP may drop in. So please stay tuned and make sure that you are interactive with us if you'd like, right? If you want to comment on something, make sure you enter it in the window and Gina will read it to us and then we can respond back to you. Um, and then maybe you can be a little bit more involved if you'd like. Um, and um, anyway, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, can you hear me, Tamar? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm very good. Do you have anything? Uh, very, I'm, you know, very, very glad to be with you and uh, spending time on your show. Okay, great. Be yeah. Before, before we get started on our list of topics, um, do you have anything going on in your life you'd like to share with our viewers? Anything? Um, lately, I've been focusing on my health, on my, um, you know, mental, um, you know, me mental health, um, being focused on, um, basically, uh, you know, learning how to uh, learn new skills, um, you know, how to code uh, with Swift. Uh, that is like, you know, um, that is basically how to code with the Apple ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, and that is a new skill that I'm learning um, that I have developed. Um, that is uh, the new venture that I'm going into. <laughs> so would you like to share um, with our viewers where you're getting this training and how you got into it and stuff? So yeah, um, so basically, um, through Apple, uh, you are able to go into, um, they, they do have uh, free resources um, uh, through, um, if you go into, uh, you know, the books app, you're able to get all of those uh, resources for free. And that's where I'm getting all of those, um, you know, Tra uh, training, training trainings things? from, correct. Oh. Uh, so it's basically books that I'm getting the information from. And that's how I'm so you um, are getting, the, getting the information from. So what you have done, my friend, is you've done a little bit of investigation on your own, and you discovered that these tools are right there for you to take advantage of free of charge. And so you are. You've been mm -hmm. reading these manuals and stuff and educating yourself, and that's awesome. Exactly. Yep. Good exactly. for you, Tanner. And, and I'm so using my own technology to use to be able to mm -hmm. um, learn and develop my skills to be able to expand my knowledge and um and learn you know all i need to um all the, you know i'll learn i need to um know about swift and how how i can use that um coding system to um 
extend my um, horizon, basically. Tamar, I want to commend you, my friend. <laughs> I, I know, I've known you for a while. We met Hello. in July. Oh, Sailor, my friend, thanks for joining us. I'm here. I just, I actually, I just got out of Speaker's Playhouse. Y'all, y'all need to go. Y'all need to come with me next week. I'll send it to you. Speaker's Playhouse is epic. It's on Zoom. It's so much fun. Y'all need to come. Oh, yeah, Sailor, for That's sure. That's awesome. You'll have to tell Tamara and me how to get the link, because, yeah, we'd love to do that. And of course. So do, they, do they do that every week at the same time, Tamara? Or sailor? Yes, from twelve thirty, okay. from twelve thirty to two central. Oh, cool. Okay, well then That's... we'll have we'll have to move the blind view because yeah, that definitely sounds awesome. It sounds like I thought the blind view is always on Fridays now. So no, the blind view is always whenever it works best for us, right, guys? Like yeah. we're flexible here Correct. at Becca's world and well, on, yeah. on the yeah. blind view. So, um. Like, like, and, and people like before I ever opened my company, I was like doing on location videos all the time with my iPhone because I was traveling all over the place before the quarantine. I went to other states and stuff for conventions, like NFB conventions all the time. So I was always taking my iPhone out and doing on the spot live videos to my Facebook back then. And so it's just kind of been something I've been doing. Um, yeah. and now I'm just doing it on a more professional level with you know because i've opened my company now so um but so so sailor thank you for sharing with us what's going on in your day and tamar was talking before you came on the show tamar did you, you want to finish mm -hmm. what you were talking about yeah i, I told you i yeah. would be a little late so you know i'm here yeah mm -hmm. okay great thanks sailor go ahead tamar yeah, so um, uh, that's basically what I've been working on, um, learning that um, new uh, coding system. Um, mm -hmm. And um, that's about it. Um, you know, it's, it's something new that I'm going into and hoping that I can um, get, you know, something good from it. And hopefully, I can um, expand and uh, you know maybe do something um, something more with it. Maybe turn it into correct. a money maker. Uh, maybe something you can use to support yourself maybe. a little bit better in life. Yeah, make you help you lift yourself up in life. Maybe that's great, mm -hmm. Tamar. That's what that's really commendable. Yep. What coding Would system? You, could, could you tell Sailor about the coding system, please, Tamar? Could you show uh, what yeah, you know? it's, it's called it's called Swift. Um, it's basically coding. Uh, you know, it's basically with um, with Apple products. Yeah. Um, and um, um, it's it's a language. Um, it's a coding a language that you use with. Um, you know, with Apple products and, um, you know, you have to know, um, how, how to use it. And, um, it's a bit tricky, but once you learn it, it's, it's very easy. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I was able to read books and learn it. And once you learn it, it's, very, you know, very oh, catchy. Yeah. 
so sailor um i'm sure you Cameron was saying that he he just knew where to go to get access to some free books um on on his iPhone or his ipad yeah and i think i've seen those before because there's several apps that come on the iphone and the ipad automatically when you get these products from apple several apps that if you look at them in depth which i've done they have very a lot of free resources in them of ways tools you can help do things online and you can help educate mm-hmm. yourself and stuff like those whole volumes like libraries of information online and training manuals and stuff and that's what Tamara was explaining before you came on was that he um he he knows how to get access to those free manuals from apple oh um so he can educate himself on how to do things better in life and and so he's getting mm-hmm. some of the education that maybe some of our sighted peers have just learned on a go, on the go or in trainings they've been in that we've missed out on as blind people. And I really appreciate that Apple makes mm-hmm. things like that available to us. And you know, Freedom Scientific also makes a lot of free training available to us. And um, a lot of these other companies do. And yeah. so, yeah, I just want to commend these companies like and Apple. And there's also, there's also games that you can play to, um, um, that that would let you. Um, They're code accessible as well. games. Yeah, yeah uh, accessible yeah. games that would let you code. Uh huh. Um, oh, wow. Yep. Um. It's awesome. So, so is coding is coding like rewriting the DNA of the computer? Is that what that is? Correct. Uh, it's basically building. Um, Coding is it's it's, it, it's building it's like teaching, um, building intelligence into the computer. Correct. So you're teaching the computer things, or you're teaching its brain the brain things anyway that holds all the information. Correct. Yeah, that's cool, Tamar. Awesome, good for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So the 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 idea of coding one's computer like rewriting the code in one's computer and reprogramming your computer you know to work properly or to work differently is Mm -hmm. entirely possible you guys oh and i'm speaking about the computer in our heads our brains oh Um, yes yeah and so what if your brain like it's damaged like it's not necessarily the end of the world you can reprogram your brain and retrain your brain and and teach your brain mm-hmm. all kinds of things and rebuild those synapses and all of the the little things that might have gotten squished or broken or damaged in whatever injury either closed injury or open head injury that you might have gotten you know or like some people get what's called an anoxic brain injury which means their brain was denied oxygen which you know um my brain was denied oxygen and i had the pressure from the tumor that was on my brain right Mm -hmm. so i had like multiple head injuries that i was dealing with and i had closed injuries i had what's called closed head injuries and open head injuries like i learned a lot about head injuries when i went to the community bridges program and so like there's closed head injuries and open head injuries which means like so what i sustained the closed head injury when the 
lemon-sized brain tumor was growing on my brain all those years and putting that pressure mm -hmm. on my brain. But when those doctors, well, that, that doctor, I'm sure there were other people assisting him, but that main doctor, when he violated my skull to do that cerebral infraction to save my life in 1989, he also did a lot of damage to the brain. That was an open head injury. And so there's closed head injuries and there's open head injuries. And there's anoxic brain injuries, which means your brain is denied oxygen, right? And then there's, like I said, the the trauma head, head injuries, and I had both. So I, I had like a, a double whammy that I was dealing with, that I was fighting against mm -hmm. and that I had to recover from. And you know, to this day, I don't okay. think my parents, I don't think those doctors, I don't think any of them have a clue of any of this. Like I had to figure all this out on my own, just through my own research and, and surviving it, right? And then researching, I not only researched what happened to me specifically, but I also researched brain injuries overall. And I read so many reports and so many, so much stuff written by experts, right? And, and I mm -hmm. had to wade through all of this stuff and make sense of it all. But once I learned how to look at my, my injuries the proper way, and I learned what actually had happened to me, I was able to start rebuilding and like yeah. plugging stuff back in and putting stuff back together. And, mm -hmm. and, um, but it's something that the human body, you know, the scientists are discovering with the stem cell stuff, they're discovering that, that in the beginning, they thought that only young cells could regenerate and recover and rebuild, right? And come back like new. But they've been learning that older cells also are able to do the same things. And I was 12 years old when I became a damaged person, right? When my brain was severely damaged. And, and so fortunately, I had my whole, whole of my puberty years to begin the healing process. Mm. And that was really good for me. But because I also looked at my situation from a different perspective than all of the doctors and my parents and everybody else I was dealing with, because I kept myself focused on the, the goal of just recovering and, and, and getting the, my business done and taking care of myself and not, mm -hmm. not doing what the doctors were saying. Like, you know how many prescriptions over the years that I didn't take? Like when I was a teenager, I argued with them and argued with them that I didn't want to take them and stuff, but they forced me to anyway. So then I stopped taking them. I just would pretend I would take them. And they thought I was still taking them for several years before they found out I hadn't been taking them. But during that period of time, my brain was recovering and I was thinking better. And I had to, guys, I had to figure out how to change my thinking to overcome all of that stuff, right? And fortunately, this happened to me in 1989. And as we entered the 90s, and as, as the feminists started the feminist movement here in America, they were talking to us in our schools about what we were capable of as young women, right? They wanted us to know what our abilities were. And so while I was going through that process of 
questioning what my abilities were. And I was actually arguing with a bunch of stupid doctors about what my abilities really were. At least at school, I was being told that, like that my, my potential was boundless, right? Even though at the same time, my, I really wasn't learning anything else, right? Because I couldn't read or write. I couldn't see what the teachers were writing on the chalkboard. I couldn't read any of their handouts or the st stuff we were supposed to take home and read, you know? Because by the time I got it home, like what I could read of it, I couldn't make sense of it to what the teachers were talking about that day. You, to learn properly, you have to be able to see and cross-reference what you're learning or at least have a talking computer in front of you so you can listen and cross-reference as your teacher's teaching you, you know? and because i my learning was like only like I, I learned half in school and like half at home and and by the time i got home my brain was so tired and overwhelmed after that long day because like i wasn't allowed to get traumatic brain injury rehabilitation training or rehab training right at that point and so i really struggled learning in school after the brain injury and you know it really makes me angry that they didn't give me that rehab training for my TBI until they locked me under that guardianship, you guys. If you have a child who, if you have anybody in your life who sustains a traumatic brain injury, after they're done with the grieving process, the first thing you need to do is get them in for this traumatic brain injury rehabilitation program. And they need, if they were blinded or if they were paralyzed or, if they, if they sustained a second disability in the injury, then you also need to get them rehab training for that injury so that they can go back and, and live a successful life on their own terms. Yeah, for So sure. that they don't have to fight for years. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and when I say fight for years, I mean like even before they locked me under that guardianship, it was like, like I was beating my head against a brick wall for years because my parents were convinced that there was no hope. So trying to talk to my mother, trying to talk her into giving me any kind of opportunities in life was impossible. And, and the teachers didn't care. Like the teachers, I don't know what was wrong with my teachers. I, I still love all of the teachers that we had at Blue Sky when we were growing up. And I think they're great men and women, but for some reason, everybody in my world was like they were all great like i don't know like they were zombies and like they couldn't see the reality that this little girl was blind and she needed some tools <laughs> so she could succeed at school and they didn't realize that oh and here's the brain injury too that's causing all these other things that we're blaming her for and all these things were you know that are causing all these problems in her life and and so but it was just but they eventually gave me that training you guys and that's when i really that's when i as soon as they put me in that program i saw right away that finally they were giving me what i had been denied and so you guys i took that training and not only did i take that training but i looked around me because i was in missoula montana which at the time was the largest city i had ever lived in and so I thought, wow, there's got to be opportunities around here. And there was a lot of stuff going on in Missoula. But when I tried to sign up for, for like school at the School of Massage or public speaking at the, at the university, I, I wasn't able to do it because there was no, 
I didn't know how to get like access to um you know what is it the the tool like the accessible tools and stuff right and so and it wasn't until I joined the National Federation of the Blind after I finally terminated that guardianship that I found out that there are tools out there and that we are entitled to them as blind Americans and and, and that these schools actually legally that they're supposed to pay for it all so so it really made me angry when i found out what my rights were but by then i was so far gone from that situation i was in in montana i had already been fighting for my independence for several years when i met the nfb but when i when i became a member of the nfb the national federation of the blind it just really helped me um excel my independence that much further but you guys it all started with up here in my brain it all started with changing my thinking with changing my perspective and, and and that's something i i want to get across to my viewers blind and sighted right i talk to so many people in life who have things going on in their own lives these things going on that they view as insurmountable obstacles in their life and and let me tell you nothing is insurmountable as long as you are breathing and as long as you are willing to work for what you want right mm -hmm. and god will be with you you know mm -hmm. you just have to find that goal and 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 if, if it is a pure goal right and god will support you in it so don't worry about that so so yeah i just want to say to you um i don't know who you are what your situation is but i know what my situation was back then was most of my life until the last few years and um i just want you to know that you can take control of your own life and you can you can live that other other future that you're seeing in your heart and mind it is possible yes you can yes yeah um and as as blind americans my friends and i we all understand about having to change our perspective to view our situations differently so that we we realize what our skills and our gifts that god has given us really are right so we can put them to good use in life um don't you guys agree oh yes 100 percent. yeah and so mm -hmm. um so let's take a quick commercial break okay guys all right. Sounds good. Please stay That's with us. Hey, everybody. I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download Audible, or Amazon print on demand or on Audible. You can get my first book, Because You're Blind, which is the story of how I woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories, each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it, 
kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. Hello, We're back. ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for staying with us during the break. Um, so I reviewed my list of topics during the commercial break. And so we're going to start talking about some of these things. The first thing on my list is the good news that I heard and that we all heard today that mm -hmm. Brittany Griner is being released from Russian custody. And yeah, I was wondering yeah. about that. I, mm -hmm. I saw that. I was like, what is this about? Yeah, wasn't that great, Sailor? Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's great. And, you know, so many people have prayed for Brittany and her family mm -hmm. and her friends. You know, I've been praying for Brittany's release since I first heard about it. And I've been praying for mm -hmm. her friends and family for them to be comforted during this time and stuff. Right. And, and I'm just really glad that Brittany is free. How and, was she freed? So it was in a prisoner swap. Um, there's another American who's in custody over there in Russia named Paul. And yes. so the Biden administration could have pushed for Brittany and Paul both to be released in this prisoner swap. And in my opinion, they should have because the prisoner they released in Brittany's case or in Britain in Br for Brittany's release right on, on. I mean, the prisoner they gave up for Brittany's to gain Brittany's release is a terrible murderer and and a, a vicious man right and and he's he's killed many many innocent americans and Brittany is an innocent person she hasn't killed anybody so no. it's like we're releasing mm -hmm. a deadly murderer to to get somebody out who shouldn't have been jailed in the first place and so i just exactly. feel like the biden administration could have done a lot more a lot yep. more to exactly get Brittany yeah. out without having to let this bloodthirsty murderer out. And hell, if you're going to let this bloodthirsty murderer out, why not ask for Paul's release at the same time? In fact, why not demand Paul's release at the mm -hmm. same time? That's two American lives for releasing this man who's already murdered. I don't know how where, many numbers where, of where is this murder other innocent people. And now where's, he'll be able to go back to work. Where is he incarcerated? This murderer. Uh, he was... I don't know where he was. He was probably incarcerated at Guantanamo Bay. Oh. Um, the one that we released. Mm. Um, but. He's Russian? Um, I believe so. The Russian, I mean, the Russians obviously wanted him released. It's because in order to release Brittany back to us, right? Mm. But. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I don't, I feel like the Biden administration, they're very weak on the way they do things. And. It's like they don't go and ask for everything that they could really get in these kinds of negotiations because, like I pointed out here, this this guy that we we released, he's a vicious murderer, you guys. The least we should have gotten was Paul released as well as Brittany, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Not, and not it the makes guy. Sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And I would have pushed for it uh, if I was a member of President Biden's um, 
um, advisor team, I would have pushed Biden to <laughs> negotiate for Paul's release at the very same one, time as Britney's. One second, one one second, Becca. Don't even call him President Biden. He's he, he just call him Biden because as weak as he is, he doesn't be. I don't know if I should say this or not. Like like you, I know you're not a fan either, but I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, I just released my fourth book recently, and um, anybody who reads it will know I'm definitely not a fan of President Biden's. Um, and, no. and like I said, I'm very disappointed in, in I mean, I'm so thankful that Britney is free, right? But I'm disappointed mm -hmm. that the Biden administration apparently didn't make any real effort to get Paul out at the same time. And it seems to me like it should have been fairly easy to do that since since Russia wanted this bloodthirsty murderer, you know what I mean, released. And so that's what I want to point out to the American people is we, we could have we could have and should have gotten a lot more than just Britney yeah. here in this mm -hmm. prisoner exchange. And yeah. and Something happened with uh, Becca's side. Looks like we lost her. Computer, what time is it? The time is 2.28 p.m. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to Becca. Uh, her screen froze and we can't hear her. Tamara oh. and Sailor, are you there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're here. I'm yes, here. I'm here. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're fine. Hmm. Did she well, like disconnect? Oh, yes. Sorry, sorry, guys. I got an incoming call and it kicked me off. I think I'm going to have to start putting my phone on Do Not Disturb before I do a show. I just forgot. Um, so what were we talking about? Brittany oh, Griner. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel about about her release and the fact that Paul is still over there? Yeah, uh, I feel the same. I yeah. Um, I feel as if they should both be released. So uh, at least. Yeah, and so I just, mm -hmm. I mean, can't President Biden's brain think about oh, yeah. more than one thing at once? He, When he's talking to mm -hmm. President Putin about the release of Britney, he was never able to say, oh, BTW, we want Paul out too, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just seems like any any world leader who's managing our, our affairs and so much of the world's affairs, right, should be more on the ball and be able. Uh, oh to, yeah, for sure. To do a little I'm, bit more. I'm sure. I'm time. sure if, if Trump was still president, he would do that, right? Yeah. Well, at least it's uh, critical thinking, you know. It's... Yeah, but but I'm glad Brittany Griner is finally coming home, you guys, because that was wrong. And and now speaking of Brittany Griner and being in prison for all these months. 
let's talk about what's going on in Iran to the women in Iran, you guys. You know, mm-hmm. these poor women in Iran, the, the current leadership in Iran, they're enforcing brutal Sharia law on these women. And, yeah. and so we, we need to keep all of these women in our thoughts and prayers. And, and, and you know, I'm going to continue to pray for Brittany Griner, too, because, you know, like I said, I prayed for her while she was in her captivity. But now that she's home, she's going to be going through a lot of PTSD while she recovers from all the traumas she went through that I think she was in captivity mm-hmm. for like 10 months, right? And, and I was in, locked in my guardianship for 15 years. And so, but being locked up when you're a young girl like that for any period of time and being told that, that your, your um, thoughts are not your own and that your will is not your own and, and that, that you can no longer mm-hmm. come and go as you please and that you have to stay right where you're at in life, right? That is so wrong to lock oh, up yeah. a, female, mm-hmm. a female soul, a female brain, a female heart, and a female body in that situation because you guys i'm a woman and i have to tell you as a woman who was created by god i love my freedom i i i live to live like if if i can't Mm -hmm. live then i want to die where where does Brittany griner live i don't know where she lives with her wife but um She's been in Russia for 10 months. Now she's coming home. So oh, but you don't know where to though. Um, I can ask my Alexa, where does Brittany Griner and her wife reside? Okay. So uh. Uh, but you know what? I think I just heard today. I think I heard that Brittany actually lives in Arizona here. And I think that's right. Because when she was first taken, I think I remember them saying that she was a member of the Phoenix team. Oh. Um. So, yeah, she's probably coming home here to Phoenix. So who knows? Maybe I'll get to meet, see her at some point. Maybe she'll give yeah. some speeches or something locally mm-hmm. here once she's starting to recover. Because... You know, probably for the first six months or so, she's probably just going to want to spend time with her wife and her close friends and family um, and talk yeah. about what she's been through. And and I'm sure I'm sure the government and the the people from the Pentagon are probably going to want to talk to her about what she experienced over there in Russia. You know, um, mm-hmm. this young lady has experienced something no one else has experienced and. And people, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that she could help by sharing her story, by yeah. sharing with the world how she was able to to survive in those mm-hmm. situations, the circumstances she was in. Because a lot of Americans cannot fathom having their 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 right to move freely and their right to speak freely taken away mm. like that. And exactly. so, and but to even have it done to you. To be taken in a country where you, where you, I mean, she was taken by Russians. She didn't even speak their tongue. Now, no. I'm sure that she probably met people who did speak some English, and I'm sure they probably brought, initially, they probably brought her a translator. But, 
But imagine being locked in a country for 10 months in a prison mm -hmm. where most of the people, their native tongue is not your native tongue. And, mm -hmm. and very few of them probably even know your most of your language, right? I mean, most people from my understanding of the world know some English, but but to find people in a prison in Russia who speak enough English to help you understand your situation or help you figure out how you can get out of your situation. I mean, I'm sure mm -hmm. it was so overwhelming for Brittany. So right. overwhelming, you guys. Um, and I, I thank God that Brittany survived it. And, and But I'm sure she has a lot to share. And I oh, really yeah. hope mm -hmm. and pray that she can find it in herself to write about her experiences because like I said, I think mm -hmm. it can really help a lot of people. And that's why I've been writing my books is because I want mm -hmm. to, to share, help people by sharing my own experiences. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of which, I just published my fourth book recently and we're working on the audible version. I'm going to be, I'll be receiving my paperback copies of my new book next week in the mail. And once I get those, then Gino and I will create a little video introducing my new book and and we'll redo the commercial so it includes all my books. So um, awesome. Anyway, stay tuned, guys. Mm -hmm. um, let me look at my list because I had a lot of things on my list and I saved them on my track here. So let me play this real quick. Okay, so what do you guys think about crypto in this STX market that just crashed? Uh, I haven't paid attention to it, so I don't know. Um, I I wasn't um from the beginning. I assumed so. <laughs> you assume that it was crash? Uh, correct. Yeah. My my mm -hmm. my eldest son, I remember about a year ago, maybe two years ago now. I remember him yeah. chasing me through the house saying, But mom, cryptocurrency is a good investment. No, and he said, no. I don't care. I'm not gonna look into it. Yeah. But he's had some money from somewhere, so no. he invested some money in it, and then I watched him lose it all, right? I watched yeah. him sweating and stuff. Every, like, oh. Everyone at work has crypto and everyone oh. lost. So, oh, really? Did you have any crypto, Taylor? I did have, then I just... Um, did you I, get out I before said, you lost It's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. Well, good for I, you, Chandler. I said, no, it's not worth no. it. I tried, mm -hmm. and it's not worth it, so no. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Well, I don't invest in it, but I can't understand what's really backing it, right? And and mm -hmm. so I didn't I certainly wasn't gonna invest in that crypto crap. Because I could never mm -hmm. figure out what was really backing the investments. I mean I do 401k, I do stocks, but crypto, no. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm investing in real estate and I have some in heavy metals, but I see. For precious metals. Yeah, that's um, awesome. 
hold on, guys. I'm going to shut my door to block off the sound of my dog barking a little bit. Hold on. Maybe I better check. Alexa, where's my stuff? A package for Rebecca's order should arrive Thursday. Actually, no. We're not even expecting anything today, so I don't know what they're barking at. So I just shut my door. Oh, what's going to lie? Well, I remembered we're not actually expecting anything till Thursday, and it must be my books that are coming on Thursday. But um, the way the dogs were barking, they were barking like somebody was here. And, you know, I didn't hear the doorbell, but these delivery guys, they have a really bad habit of pushing, like, the wrong button. Because one of the... I have, uh, one of the things I have on my front door is an intercom system that I had set up at one point that doesn't work properly anymore, but there's still a button mm. up there near where the doorbell button is. And so a lot of people push mm -hmm. that and, and then they just take off. And so a lot of these delivery drivers, they will, um, push that button and run off and leave a package out there and the only way i know somebody's been here is because i hear the dog barking because the doorbell doesn't make any noise if they push the wrong button uh -huh. mm. but we have a good team of dogs here so um so let me look at my list again for let's see here Okay, so what do you guys know or feel about how the people are being treated who were at our Capitol on January 6th? Do you guys, or January 6th, 2021, do you guys know anything about that situation? Um, um, I, I, I hope Pelosi failed to provide additional security. Had she done that, the insurrection would have never happened. And who knows, you know, Trump could still be president. You never know. Well, I, in my mind, I haven't, in my own mind, I haven't any seen any real evidence of an actual insurrection. But I do agree that Nancy Pelosi, who was the head of the House, she did fail to provide adequate um, security for the proceedings that that day or evening or whatever time of the day it was um, mm. um and that's but that's been well known since the very beginning but the thing that concerns me is how how the men and women are being treated who were rounded up that day in this alleged uh insurrection plot you know from day one you guys i've never believed the insurrection story um, because it's so full of holes, right? Um, but but the thing is that there are real people who were visiting the Capitol that day who were swept up in this little charade, right? Who are now in prison on bogus charges. And these poor people have been there for a long time. And they're being mistreated and they're being misrepresented and and they're not getting a fair shake. And someone needs to get in there and, and make sure that, that their constitutional rights are being protected because I guarantee you that their rights, their constitutional rights are not being protected. I might have to go <laughs> take care of my door. So, but, but 
Are, are you guys as angry as I am about how oh, they're yeah, being sure. treated in these mm -hmm. prisons and, and the conditions that they're in, the squalor conditions that they're in and stuff and, and the oh, dangerous yeah. situations that they're in and stuff? It, it just makes me sick. Okay. Now, so guys, um, let me go open my door, my dog in real quick so he doesn't bust the door down and then I'll be right back. Oh, come on in. No barking, though, guys. Here, let me open this door because it's actually getting hot in here. Calm down, guys. Does anybody want to go out there? Hold on, guys. I'm letting the dogs out real quick. Cause... Okay, guys, I do have one more topic I want to discuss. Mm -hmm. Are you guys still on with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to discuss... Wednesday, uh, well, yesterday, yesterday was Pearl Harbor Day, when we yep. remember the men and women who were lost when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor all those years ago to force the United States into World War II. And um, that was the, like the first time we were ever attacked on our own soil like that, right, by a, a foreign country. Mm -hmm. And and now like we've all all of us on this ch channel on the show right now we've all lived through september 11th right so we've yes. all experienced it in our lifetimes now too and mm -hmm. we can learn a lot from watching the bravery of the men and women who went through pearl harbor right and yes. we can learn a lot from watching how our country pulled together when we went through all of that right like Mm -hmm. My understanding is that our, our country started building things and, and making things to help the war effort. Because once our boys had to go over there and take care of business because the Japanese attacked us, you know, it's like Americans realized we had to pull together and help each other. And this is a lot like what I've been talking about on my shows lately, guys, and what I've been writing about in my books. So anyway, I just encourage you guys to check out my books and please stay tuned to our sh our shows because we talk about a lot of these things. And it's important mm -hmm. that the younger generation hears about these things because I don't know if they're hearing about it in school anymore. You know, my third grade teacher, and I did talk about this on a recent show, but she was very patriotic and I remember Mrs. Makla, um, we in the mornings, we'd march around the classroom. She'd lead the class, and we'd all march around the classroom singing, it's a grand old flag, right? After we said the Pledge of Allegiance, mm -hmm. right? Oh, it was right. like we were singing a second song to our flag, right? And I've always loved our flag because it's been so beautiful. Our flag's so beautiful, right? And, and I mm -hmm. love what my country stands for. I love that we go to fight in parts of the world to help free people who are 
who are being abused and persecuted, right, and whose rights aren't being aren't being protected, right? People who are too weak to stand up for mm -hmm. themselves. I like that we go and do that, and I like that we try to make people stronger and healthier and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. At least ideally, that's what we want to do, right? And it doesn't always happen, but but I think I think we need to start focusing on that because right now we all need to recover here in America. And you guys, mm -hmm. I've been focusing on recovering for a long time. And let me tell you, once you get, once you start thinking about recovering and start, all you have to do is try to make every effort to everything you see when you're out there, like look for every opportunity to help your neighbor or help your fellow man yeah. or, or make, mm -hmm. make somebody else's load a little bit lighter, right? Because if you start doing that, if, I, if you start doing that, let me tell you, it will start catching on. And another thing, it will come back to you too, because when you start putting your own extra effort out there to lighten somebody else's load, it's like God mm -hmm. just sends it back to you. And after a while, before you know it, everybody is helping you lighten your load as well. And, and everybody's yes. load is lighter then. And right now, while we're all trying to recover is a really great time for all of us to pull together and help to lighten each other's loads because we all need to recover and and recovery is a real serious thing and it can take a lifetime recovery can take a lifetime mm -hmm. you know and 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 the thing is you can always be recovery you can always be getting better right you can always be thinking better remembering better walking better right you could be walking straighter or mm -hmm. walking further or 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 you know i mean these are things i have had to work on when rebuilding my body right and not just yep. walking and thinking but talking and 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 talking and seeing and you know i've noticed the last few years that i really see really freaking crooked right and i'm really excited to get in and see that doctor in may because I'm going to hopefully they'll understand what I'm talking about when I try to explain to them how twisted my vision is and how warped it is. Like, like, so I, it was explained to me a long time ago, though, a long time ago that as someone who's cortically blind, that meant that my eyeballs are actually seeing just fine, that it's my brain that is not interpreting or translating the messages correctly, right? And mm -hmm. so, but I have to tell you guys, the last few years, it feels like it feels like my eyes have been overwhelmed with seeing because it seems like I'm seeing everything, but it at the same time it's still so blurry and distorted. But I, I really feel like when I go see this doctor in May, this doctor's going to be able to help me because, like I said, I I think my brain is seeing. It's just a matter of sorting it out a little bit, and mm -hmm. and so I'm so excited about it. Um, but um, but all of this, you guys, it, you know, getting to this day, I never knew if I'd make it to this day, but I knew I'd spend every day of my life fighting for recovery, right? Like, yep. I, like, I, like when they locked me into that guardianship, I knew I'd fight every day of my life to get out of that guardianship. And I would keep fighting until the day I died if it took me that long. Well, it only took me 15 years and I escaped from that 10 years ago now, but through all of the same all these decades along with that guardianship i was rebuilding myself and trying to heal myself and you guys i'm just uh like i didn't have a lot of tools at my disposal but i took advantage of every little tool i had like in high school the first few years right after the injury all i had was 
playing video games. And the only video game I had access to was Super Mario Brothers. And my parents, like, I remember the first house we moved into after the accident, my sister and I shared a room in the basement. And right outside our bedroom was this old TV. And my parents bought our family their first Nintendo Entertainment System after I went blind. And they hooked it up to that TV. And then my parents and my sisters would spend every day after work and the school sitting on the couch downstairs playing that stupid Super Mario Brothers game on the Nintendo. And I would stand there and watch them and I would walk through and I'd get screamed at, don't trip on the remote control cords and don't step on the cords and all of that, right? But I had to walk through mm -hmm. to go to the bathroom because this was right outside my bedroom door, right? And then eventually they all got bored with it and I was able to move it into my bedroom, right? So then this was like when I was a teenager, right? And when I was starting to get some vision back, then I had the Super Mario Brothers connected to this smaller TV on top of my dresser, but I would stand in my bedroom and hold the controller in my hands and I would stand right in front of that TV screen and play Super Mario Brothers just to work on my hand-eye coordination, right? Because when I could stand right in front of the TV, I could see it a little bit, right? Like I would, I could find Mario on the screen, but when he would jump, I'd lose him. He'd go out of my field of vision, right? So then I'd have to see where he wound up when he, when I hit jump, right? So it was really crazy like that. But in the beginning, it was the only tool I had to try to heal my brain and make my brain and my eyes reconnect because it was like the connection between the eyes and the brain was severed in the accident and but it was crazy because even from day one at when i was still in the hospital i was already seeing little blurbs of bit of color and light right but nothing i could make sense of but because yeah. of that i was telling them from day one and i was believing from day one that i was healing and that i would heal and that i would someday fully heal and I've done a lot of healing on my own. I am almost completely fully healed on my own. And because I've done so much, I, that's why I'm so excited to go see this doctor in the spring, because I'm sure they're going to be able to help me with the last little bit. And oh, then, yeah. I can, then I'm going to college, mm -hmm. you guys, at least something online, but I'm probably going to be studying all the time. Like awesome. before the accident, I always had a book in my hands and I was always reading mm -hmm. it on the school bus during recess, during class, when I was done with my what my classwork, I'd grab a book and read, right? I, I'd hide in the blankets with a flashlight um, in bed at night and read a book when my mom said it was time for bed, right? Um, and and I always had a, a at least one book in my backpack. Like, I always read, you guys. And the reason I was always mm -hmm. reading is because my brain was always hungry for more information. It was yep. so weird, you guys, like, and I don't know how many of you can relate, but, but going from that kind of brain that was so hungry for information all the time to a brain that was severely damaged, that couldn't absorb anything for the longest time. And then also a brain who was being, that was being denied rehab therapy. So once I finally got that therapy was when I really took off, but, mm -hmm. but um anyway i hate to keep talking about all of that um let me look at my list of topics again okay real quick 
Oh, I thought I had it on still. Just a minute, I'm turning my device back on. Welcome to Victor Reader. Volume 15. So I need a new device, but I don't think I should get one of these because this one's been having total power not since I got it. want to talk about any of these things anymore? Do you guys have any more to say about Pearl Harbor or any of our other historical events? Or do you want to talk some more about Brittany Griner or other people uh, well, who are being persecuted? I, I do want to say Pearl Harbor. Um, yes, as you all know, uh, my grandfather passed away actually eight months, three months ago today, September 8th, exactly. Yesterday, Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor we celebrated his life. It was a Great celebration of life. So that's what I have to say there. So did your grandma fight at Pearl Harbor or fight in World War II after Pearl Harbor, I mean? After Pearl Harbor, yeah. He was not there at Pearl Harbor, but yeah, he fought after, yeah. Yeah, so my grandpa. I think many awesome. of us have family members who fought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing I love about my country is my country, we've always been a giving country, right? We always go to that mm -hmm. for for other countries that are in need or people who are being persecuted and and being abused. Um, I mean, that's typically been our, our way. Um, um, I'm, I don't wanna say any more about that because I'm afraid I'm gonna start bad-mouthing the Biden administration. And I don't wanna do that on today's show because I just wanna stay focused more on positive things. Yeah, And yeah. you guys, mm -hmm. there's so many positive things going on right now, like Christmas is coming. And yes. and then we have the New Year's coming. Um, I have some important stuff going on in my family. Um, my niece is gonna. My niece, uh, who's also my goddaughter, is gonna be here on Saturday for, and she's gonna stay for several days. Um, and my youngest son's birthday is coming up in the next week or so. And and my baby sister, her birthday's coming up on New Year's Day. And oh, awesome. And, and then we've got like Christmas and I've always loved Christmas. Like, like even when I was a teenager, so. Mm -hmm. Christmas uh, do you guys, yeah. always do you guys, a, a good time. Do you guys have any fond Christmas memories? Oh, some great ones, yeah. Yeah, of course. Gather you guys with like family. To share? Well, honestly, y'all, I need to hop off. I need to get outside. I'm kind of very overwhelmed, honestly. I've been at a computer since seven in the morning. I've been a, I've I've started work this morning at seven. Finished at eleven. Went to my mm -hmm. podcasting workshop. Got finished with that at uh, twelve thirty. Then went to Speaker's Playhouse and then came here. So I need I need to go outside and get some fresh air. Yes, yeah, Sailor. Can you send me information on how I can listen to this? 
the speakers, speakers playhouse thing? Y'all can join. Sure, definitely. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah me so too, uh, Sailor. But I enjoyed it, y'all, today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did too. Me too. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to mention to our viewers. So earlier this week, we released the third episode of The Blind Taste of Phoenix. I was hoping TP could be here to talk about it because him and his wife, Candace, have been working really hard on producing some really great episodes for our viewers, right? And and you guys, the reason TP and I started this project is because we wanted to promote people going out and dining and spending money to support our restaurants and stuff, right? And to get our economy moving again, right? And as blind people, like we also, not only do we we use the pay, like spend money at the restaurant, but like I spend money on the lift or the cab to get there. And, and, and like, oftentimes I stop at other places along the way too while I'm out mm-hmm. to, at a grocery store or a pharmacy or something to get something be, because as a blind person, it just makes more sense to get everything done while I'm out and about. So, so I mean, just why don't we all keep that in mind this season? It's a good time for us all to get out there and, and start supporting our economy and start recovering. Um, yes. Anyway, so, um, but, it, and also guys, I wanted to point out to our viewers that we are now streaming live on Rumble and we're on BitChute and we stream on Facebook as well. So please be sure that you are following us on all our platforms and please share our videos with your friends and please check out my book. Thank you for joining us today, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap. Peace out. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my